so we're back again for day two at the Cheltenham Festival. Hopefully we've had a few winners. Um, hopefully you've not followed me in. Um, but anyway, moving forward, we're going to look at the Ballymore first and we're going to start with Mr. Loader, um, Envoy Allen. This is relevant to you because I know you are, you're a big, big fan of this one. Um, and you have got a lot of trolls because of this. Are you still in agreement that he won't be winning at Cheltenham? Or? He won't win at Cheltenham. He's, Bullish. I wouldn't say he's the most overhyped horse since Sam Crow, but Sam Crow wasn't really that long ago, was he? No. Um, but, Do you think he's going to go down that route? Get found out eventually? Do you think he's going to get found out? You can't. It's, it is hard to knock a horse that's never lost. Yep. He's never lost a bumper and he's never lost over hurdles. But I just think his form doesn't merit his price. What beats him though? Look in the field. Which one? The one I really, the one, the one horse that I was, I did rate, but I was wondering how good he was was Sporting John. Yeah, yeah. And his performance at Ascot convinced me the last day that he is top class. His his wins at Exeter have been good, and he'd shown promise. But I was wondering if he was going to be one of these horses that win a couple of hurdle races and then get found out. Now, I don't think it was the strongest race he won at Ascot. He beat Master Deb Debonair, who ran no race whatsoever, was running over the wrong track. The only trip. thing during that race is there was a point, probably about a mm -hmm. mile and a half out, where you, you're thinking to yourself, the Sporting John might not win this, but then when Stamina kicked into mm. play, and obviously it's run at Exeter, and, mm. um, the last one, it just showed me that this, is, this has got a good chance in this particular race each way. I don't know what price it is, but um, he's he's quite short now. I, I think, I mean, you could back the dirty the each way like you can be an each way thief at seven or two, four to one. Yeah, you know, get your money back if you're that way. If you're that kind of punter. Is it that short? Is it? Yeah, yeah. He, he's been well. He's kind of been seen as the main the main rival. Yeah. The the, the two away from Sport and John. I, I really I will be back in Sport and John on the day. The 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 two that I that I think are exciting prospects. That are going to turn up in this race. Don't get confused by these because I know some people have bet on the wrong horse for Cheltenham. That's the big getaway and the big breakaway. Now Colin Tizard loves the big breakaway, but he hasn't run since December. And um, no, looking back at the statistics for this race, you need to have run within the last month or so to do well. But, but again, statistics—they're there to be broken, and normally they don't uphold their form. But um, out of the two uh, big uh, horses, the one I like is Willie Mullins is the big getaway. He won really well at Nace last time out, staying on really strongly. I think you can forget his run at Christmas, even though actually it wasn't that bad because he was against some nice types. But again, he's another uh, Joe Donnelly horse who's going to have some real ammunition this Cheltenham Festival. And the, the two that I would like to take Envoy Allen on would be with Sporting John and the big getaway for William Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realise Sporting John was so short. I mean, I'd, I'd be with that. This is a prime example, prime example of a particular race that bookmakers are just simply giving nothing away. I mean, you've got, you've got six to four, three to one, and you've got the big getaway, the big breakaway, and you've got Tyne Hill as well. You've got to wait to the day to see what's running, but yeah. also you've got to wait mm -hmm. to the day before you place a bet. Um, because I think, I think Sporting John is going to be is going to be bigger than three to one on the day, and there are a number of horses in that race that won't run. Mm. Um, and if they do run, 
I mean, I'd love to know what the percentage book on that race is. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it's it's quite concerning. Um, See what's running on the day, but uh, I think I'm agreeing with Chris here that Sporting John would be the one. I didn't realise it was so short, but um, there's no value in there's no value in them by a, in by Allen. I think he could go odds on. I mean, I mean, I'm probably going to be a layer anyway. Um, he goes maybe 1.9 I've convinced you machine. yeah you have convinced me yeah and I know you're getting excited and you usually bang on the money and the both of you like Sporting John as well so maybe playing the safe route would be maybe laying this uh, even money um, as you say I think there's enough in the streets to take him on I think the big getaway the big breakaway I mean Harry Cobden do you think he'll ride he'll be on I'll be puppy power I mean, he's that's ridden what, in all the starts so far that's certainly a, a positive as well so Sporting John for the Ballymore, and we're both, but we're all in agreement against Envoy Allen. Uh, moving on to the second race, RSA. I know Peter, you like one in this race. I do. And what prize is it, champ? Um, I think this is one of the. I mean, when I looked the other day, I mean, I did one the other day. It was 100 to 130. I don't know what it is now, but I think it's one of the races whereby the market is about right pre-race. Um, three to one hundred and thirty. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a good price. Yeah, I think so it. because I think if you disregard the fall last time, a lot of people questioned uh, last time. You know, it, it's fallen, but I think the extra distance is going to help. I think it's prime for this race. Copperhead has come from absolutely nowhere. I mean, I backed it at Taunton um, and it won, so I was fortunate there. I actually put it up. Um, I think this race might cut up a little bit as well because you've got horses in here like Easy Game which probably won't run in here. Faheen will have multiple options of where that one's going to go. So I I don't think um, Champ will be much bigger than 3 to 1 of the day. That's just my opinion. Do you think it could be a quick quick double? J.P. McManus? Uh, I don't know. It could be. But uh, I, I think Champ 3 to 1. And there's not many bets I would do anti-post but if there was one anti-post bet at that prices, I would go with um, Champ because I don't think it will be much bigger on the day. If the first one goes in, that's going to go five to two, two to one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, possibly. And, it, and, and, and it's a target all year, I think. Mm. You know, you've got Al Alahoy, is it? Alahoy. Willie Mullins. Yeah, free runner up front. Set fractions. Well, he could maybe drop back to the marsh. Uh, possibly. They, they haven't. They haven't spoke. They're going to make a last minute call. Yeah, and, and, and this this race could could cut up so. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I think... Um, so you can get on now, 3-1. to one. What about yourself, Wilder? Where's the winner? Now, if we were go talking and doing this podcast in December or, December or January, I'd probably agree with Pete that Champ is the one to beat. I'm just concerned that these last two runs, obviously, you take what you were when he won on his penultimate start at Newbury, because he nearly ran down back down the water jump again, and, he had, and Barry Gertie had to veer him back in to stay on track he is a horse that does have his quirks he's undoubtedly got a serious engine and you have to really take note on that but I just wonder I, I just would like to take him on you're not looking excited I, he, you've got a disagreement in, in the last couple of months I think one or two rivals have come and um, stake to claim for this race. One is Copperhead. I agree with Pete. I'm not a massive fan normally of the handicappers stepping into greater company at, yeah. at the top level. Yeah. I think sometimes they can be overbet. Um, it's not run at Cheltenham either, is it? Oh, he has actually. Oh, he has. I researched sorry. that stat earlier. Oh, he did. Because the stats 
for horses that haven't run at Cheltenham are rubbish. He ran in the bumper here when he was oh, like, right, okay. against AC Milan about three years ago. Right, okay. Um, yeah, but I don't know if that yeah, really yeah. means anything. But yeah. he, he has ran at Cheltenham. Um, but that run at Ascot, I mean, just yeah. demolished the field, didn't he? And, and the, uh, yeah. But how, how much that... <coughs> how much that race actually um, just fell in its backside mm. it's difficult and to how tell how much did it take out of him as well yeah, yeah. no it looked easy yeah. he, he's been on the go a bit this season and I just question that the one that I like I, I would put up and I wouldn't put anyone off and would probably be the way I would play is Manella Lindo for Henry de Bromhead I think he's going to have one hell of a Cheltenham festival and I think Rachel Blackmore is not a bad bet if you wanted to go in the jockey market to be top jockey I think she's got some outstanding chances um, Manello Indo, he won the Albert Bartlett here last year at 51. He was a bit of a shock on the day, but he proved that it was no fluke because he won at the Punchestown Festival. Uh, he won well at uh, Navan, I think it was, the last day, as the Irish always say, the last day. Um, and the form actually, even though it looked very workmanlike on the day, has already worked out okay. Captain CJ finished second that day, and he's gone on to win again since, so the form isn't too bad. Manello Indo, he likes a course. He's a very prominent racer. I think if it comes a real battle of stamina, I think he might just do it, outdo Champ. And maybe if that's the case, I would worry about Champ's jumping. He's got the engine to win, but I just worry about his ability to yeah. jump under pre- under pressure. Possibly. Uh, that, I, that's I, the only, the only point, point I would make is that last time I thought the jumping was good up until that mistake, mm. and you're allowed one fall and you're allowed one mistake I agree with you there I mean I think there was a horse called Captain CJ that Milano yeah that's uh, the horse I was just yeah, saying yeah. Forms worked out yeah it worked out very well so yeah I, I, I agree is, is there a danger it might go for the novices chase or you definitely could Manella Indo yeah no, that would be rated like 160 yeah, 170 yeah. now he's Milano Indo this has been the racing season for him yeah I think I think I, I, I won I think Champ will be popular on the day because also as well don't forget he's named after AP McCoy yeah absolutely yeah. and he's got a bit of a following AP McCoy's son has got a following with the horse this is his favourite horse I think he said yeah I, I, you know, I think he'll be a popular horse on the day they're both, yes. both currently 3-1 to one as we're recording this and, and, and I think that's one yeah, of all the anti-post uh Betting that Champ will be short in the day. Yeah. I can see this going off nine to four, two to one, two to one. Yeah. fifteen to eight, maybe. Possibly. If the money. Mitchell Blackmore as well. And depending on how many runners to actually pitch up. Five to one, Mitchell Blackmore. There's, when I was looking earlier in the week, she was nearly a double figure price. Yeah, so people five to one probably wouldn't appeal to me. Now. People have probably caught on to it. So mm. we're both with two horses at the top of the market. I mean, I quite like Champ, so I'm in Orlando. We should get a run for. I mean, if, here, if you ask me now for my better Cheltenham. And we might briefly go on top of races, but Champ would be if if anyone Champ. wants to have a bet on um, anti-post. I think Champ 130. If you can get it, I think that's one almost certainly sure in the bank. That's interesting. So moving on to RSC's done Manila Indo and Champ. Moving on to the next race. Just have a massive handicap in the next race. We're thinking about that champion. Yeah, we're we're not doing the Crow Cup. Don't know what's running there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see there's a hundred entries at the moment. Actually I will do one quickly, sorry, for yeah. the Crow Cup. I will do one quickly. I had a quick look. If Lammy Surge doesn't go for the stairs, I think he's a massive price. He's thirty three to one. He might not go, but William Henry won this race last year for Nicky Henderson. Same connections, great record in the race. Top weight like he was last year. He'll travel beautifully through the race and if he's played late, played late 
he'll be there or thereabouts. But Lammy Surge, if he turned up, that would be my one. But just put it out there in case he did did win. Yeah, but, um, we'll mo- we'll the, move on from we'll the Coral Cup. Move on, move on to the best race of the yeah. week. Yes. Queen Mother Champion Chase. Obviously, the whole the whole race is revolving around one horse, Altior. Um, does he win? Or just take him on? Peter, what do you think? Oh, I think he wins. Is that just because of that acceleration last time out when he got asked? Or what do you think? I just think uh, there was such such made about the first race against surname over. I mean, you've so got, ground was an issue as well. well yeah, ground was an issue, but also you've got absolute obsessive racing people that wanted to see Altior go over further. I mean, I had big debates last year. I mean, you had people saying, "Oh, that's sent Altior into the Gold Cup." I mean, racing needs starts. It needs horses that win continually. <coughs> what it doesn't need is stupid racing people who think that Altior can stay three and a half miles on heavy ground on heavy ground in the Gold Cup and and win Gold Cups. And if one thing has infuriated me over the last year is the pressure that has been put on the trainer by racing people for Altior to step up and trip. Altior is a champion chase winner. You you didn't have Sprinter Sacra running over three and a half miles. Masterminded. You know, you, well, you, yeah, you, yeah. and because he's won the race, why can't we have horses that are the top of their field, winning races, winning over certain trips? And and I think it actually proved that Altior does not stay when it got beat by Surname. And it's taken it both out of them. Surname won a, 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 not a shocker in the... In the in, in the uh, last time out at um, Ascot, and I think it, I think it's taken it out of them as well. So for me, this race is boils down between um, Altior and 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 Defe de, Defe de I couldn't have Shukem Passois um, with anyone's money, although it did beat um, it did win at Leopardstown and it beat. I think when you get to Leopardstown, it's sort of towards the end of the season, and you know everyone's target is Cheltenham, or the English ones targets are Cheltenham, the Irish. Are, more focused probably on Punchestown. So I, I would I would not take that form literally because Defasil De Silva had a number of races and by the time he got to Punchestown, that's quite a hard thing to do, go yeah. Cheltenham and, and, and Punchestown. A two to one looks big just now. Without right, Altior? Yeah. I think he'd be shorter on the day. Um well I, I, it is a free horse race and I think it could possibly be shorter. I think they've probably got it about right. I, I think the only one that might move out a little bit is the Mullins one. I think Defo de Sol and Altior splits, splits opinion, mm-hmm. and I, I think they'd be fairly close to the best. I, I think visually, Defy was very impressed when me and Chris were at Ascot because Indusol didn't do the, didn't have the fractions early on. Didn't he have was the pace. He's Defy finished, did, wasn't he? Um, not Defy. there's that. Actually, there's been a. And now he's inter- gone. He's there's been him, some interesting analysis on their clashes because before that they met in the Tingle Creek, and there wasn't much in it that day. And the way the race was run at um, Ascot in the Clarence House Chase, when me and like Marcus were saying, we were there that day. The times were was very slow. Yeah, I think Mick um, still does. Yeah, he did a brilliant analysis on, mm. on it. And actually, the Defi de Soy was a comfortable winner, but it turned Actually, very impressive. But Mullin, the Mullins camp were very disappointed with the way in the so ran because yeah. I think he, I think he might have picked up a cut or so, or something. He didn't give a true account of himself. They felt. Um, I think Defi, Defi is a brilliant horse, and he's a horse that I love. He's 
the last couple of seasons he's been able to get you out of jail so many times and he He's a winning machine. I mean, it's remarkable, really, because it ran a triumph mm. hurdle, didn't it? And yeah, then, he had a blank year. Yeah, blank year. And, and some horses do that after winning mm. that particular race. Um, but I, I just, I can't see beyond. Like, the thing is, mm. we have sort of tried to dissect the races. If the two of them are jumping the last, which one do you want to be on? Which one's going to find more? And I think you've got to be with Altio. I think you have to be with Altio. I think... Because I think, when he, I gets, think when, when he gets asked, that's when you find the best, the best of LTR, that's when you I see it. I think a lot of people, I, it was interesting listening to what Pete was saying about that Altior and Cerno mates. I think Altior does get two and a half, and he could potentially get three, but the ground has to be on the good side. I think when it's te- it, when they ran Ascot that day, it was bottomless ground, and I think I think Nicky probably should, if, it was a bit of a weird, it's, the quotes recently, especially in the last few weeks since Altior's bounced back, about like there's been more reflection on that race, and he said that he felt pressured to run him in this like epic clash of the titans between yes. surname and Altior, and it would it was always going to be a great spectacle, but I I I think he would have had a lot of backlash if he'd seen the the, the conditions on the day. He said, you know what, pull it, pull it out. Yeah. It, because the spectacle would have gone and there was a lot of people just there that day for that clash. See, it's um, interesting because obviously you dealt with Nicky Henderson in Bet Race Nation. He said he's one of the best people to deal with. So mm. people have the wrong perception of him. As good as gold. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the recent deal was, but obviously with Unibet, he, he, he... Yeah, that was a problem as well, wasn't yeah, it? he doesn't tend to do so much with him. I don't know. But but he, he announces, he now announces <coughs> the official line is anything related to the welfare to, to anything that comes out of his stable like yes the welfare if there's an injury yeah, yeah. or anything it goes through the press association now yeah. where before it used to go through Unibet yeah. I believe, or Unibet had been released and they'd right, been like his yeah. official news gatherer yeah, yeah, as it yeah. were I mean um, I found him to be the one the most forthcoming most likeable most honest most transparent most uh, you know always willing to talk to people more, more than anyone more than any other trainer again and so you know, um, I think you're probably right. I think he probably, on the day, was, you know, when it came to it, he's probably thinking, do we really need to do this? But, but I suppose for his own self, he wanted to know, well, is there mm. anything? Is there any life beyond Champion Chase? Is there a life beyond? He always looked like he. Could, I don't blame him for having a, a stab at it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think on good ground, it could have been. He might have been able to get up on the day because you know, people were talking about King George. People were mm. talking about Gold Cup. You know, let mm. the horse be a champion. Mm. You know, we we we've, we we want mm. to knock these ones down by saying, "Oh, put them over more distance, put them over why?" So you know, we've talked about divisions of particular races. There are champions in divisions of these particular races. You don't get, a, <coughs> um, you don't you don't get runners featuring in certain races that want want to appear in other races. Why do we want to get them beat? You know, it's a bit like Sprinter Sacco yeah. who wanted to, to, to get it beaten and made a terrific mm. comeback. This race is this one is going to be the highlight, uh, apart from the Gold Cup. This is going to be the highlight of Cheltenham. Mm. And I and on the day, I think Altior does it because I think Niggy Henderson has a has a way of training of horses yeah. and getting horses to to on the day. And it's it's not one. I mean, we talk about two miles. Mm. It's a championship race, so whoever's in it mm. will ensure that it's not a jog. So it, you know, there's going to be pace to the race. Yeah, they're going to ride, and it will, you know, coming yeah. from two from home. Now two will probably yeah. be behind, definitely to sell and hit that little flat spot. But I can just imagine 
you know, in my mind. Um, it's going to stay Duffy up the hill. Yeah, yeah on, on, on the right hand side, mm. definitely still takes up over last. And now George has come. I, I don't think there'll be much in it between them two. I agree with um, Pete at Shakan for me. The way he beat Min last time out yeah. was so legless. And I think Min should have won that day. I don't know what the hell they were doing following Ornua that day. Yeah. They went out like a battle of hell. And that played straight into Shakan's hands. Yeah. And he finished legless at the line. I think he's had too much of a hard race. I think he was such an overhyped cause this season. If it did, if it had time, if it. Wednesday could be potentially it could be drying out a little bit by then but obviously the weather who knows how that could turn out like yeah, yeah. Um, well, I would have seen the Tars running this race if it had been on the soft side but he'll probably go for the Ryanair um, but going back to Shakan, I can't have him at all I think it is between Altior and Defi which one are you with? and I'm, I think this is heart ruling overhead I'm without I have to be without you, you so know. He's my he's my favourite horse okay. in training now, so I just love him. Yeah. The way that he picks up at the end of the line. I think that Newbury race was really good. Before we just end off on this race, the one I also would be interested to see how he does, because he was really the only novice that was top quality last year, I thought, was Dynamite Dollars for Paul Nichols. I thought he ran a really good race at Newbury, considering that was the first time he'd been seen for ages in in uh, even though it was I kind of see that, even though it was a grade two, it was kind of a grade one in a way at Newbury, because yeah. there was the old rivals of like So Royale in there and that that are capable of running up to high level. He did work, he did well in that race that day, Dynamite Dollars, and it'd be interesting to see with Nichols been in good form recently. If he he might be able to make a place if, if yeah. there is eight runners or more at, at maybe a double figure price. But yeah, I agree. For I me, but but for me, Altior is the one. So we're all on Altior um, at the price. I, I still think two to ones. That infamous word value but uh, moving on to the cross-country chase which this will be a lot of punters nap naps in this race with tiger roll what's what's your view on that one chris um, tiger roll tiger roll very interesting uh i think uh, people that follow my work will know that i work at sky sports racing one of my best mates in the production office there i often chat with him in the morning is lauren barbara and he is the uh, French expert on Sky Sports Racing. He's a really knowledgeable pundit. I'm not doing any plugs here, but you should read his material on thatthereaces.com. Uh, he often puts up horses that maybe have gone to Nichols, Henderson, what their profile was like in France to get a grip on the thorn, because he was very sweet on solo. Um, but the one we were talking about here is Easy's Land. Now, he, he came to Cheltenham uh, in December, and I thought... That this horse was amazing the way that he went from the front but the jockey Jonathan Fuganou I was really nervous watching him because he didn't look like a proper horseman to me he was he he was he, he looked very unconventional as a jockey but then when I spoke to her Lauren I said what what is this Jonathan Fuganou like does he ride a lot in France I don't know hardly anything about him and he said he's one of the top riders around and have no worries on him um, on the day at Cheltenham and he thinks he will beat Tiger Lauren and he's a shrewd operator and it's interesting as well he's been brought by JP McManus now Tiger is the one they've all got to beat I thought he ran not too bad at Navin considering he had a setback on the Boyne hurdle um, but I think Easy's Land is a very credible opponent it's only and, a six year old and not to be dismissed lightly and like I said he was brought by JP McManus who you normally look for with Edna Bolger in this race yeah. Yeah. and they've not really got any ammunition this year. Uh, Yamworth, they've got Yamworth and Joe's orders, haven't they? Well, Yamworth's gone at the game. 
he was very disappointing in the yeah, in the punch, Punchestown race when he lost to Neville Russia Con, who could make a place. So you think Easy Land sort of went under the radar a little bit? Easy Land, he, he's been found in the market. Now. He, 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 I, I think if I think he might drift to about ten three on the. I think at ten three he's a bet. What do you think about Might Bite? Any chance? Would you no. Lay, would you lay, lay no. It for he's a one place? of these horses like. Two T for two. I would lay him for four places. Okay. T for two. Their first four places. T for two. Yeah. It was a horse last year that had lost his way, tried it, hated it. There's a lot of these horses that that go for this race because they think hopefully it will re, re, relive a spark in them. Exactly the same for Yamworth. That's the reason he went to the master trainer and then the Bolger who does very well in these in these kind of races. This discipline, but. Even though he won on debut just for him and he scraped home, he's not backed it up since then. Um, and for me, I, I, I think these horses that are getting a bit older, I think I think the French think hold the key. The, right, right profile. the French hold the key. And the other one I would just throw in before I just throw over to Pete is Urgent de Gregan. He's made the frame here a couple of times. He was a winner at 50 to 1 a couple of years ago. Yeah. He might make the place market, maybe. Well, I actually bet that horse last, but, last, but, last the, year. but the French hold the keys against Tiger Oil. But yeah. I wouldn't put anyone off Tiger Oil. I think he's got a good chance. But I would back Easy's lands. I mean, these cross country races are, for me, more of a viewing race spectacle spectacle that's, that's it similar spectacle. to the national yeah exactly yeah. and and they're not betting races I mean people would have their ackers with Tiger Roll in there for the big ackers yeah. and, and, and like Chris I wouldn't put anyone off Tiger Roll I think the French form um, is good it's interesting that JP McManus is, is now now owning the horse that's obviously an interest because he realises that maybe Yamworth and Joe's orders are not good enough to, to take this contest and it's Strange because Bolger does normally the best. For yeah, these, he normally he? has one, doesn't yeah, he? he does, yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's between the top two in the market. But I think Tiger Roll, I think Tiger Roll will win because I think it was a great prep race last time for this. Whether it wins the nationals is a different matter of uh, getting the fish, but yeah, I think it wins this. But uh, I do think the French horse is going to put it up to. I am in agreement with Chris. I quite like the French horse. I think it's got the right profile, and I just think Tyrell will get found out. I, th I think he'll run a. So moving on to the final race of day two, day two with the champion bumper. I know Peter has a strong opinion on this. Well, um, it's a strong opinion to lay. Yeah, I bet I've a bet for <laughs> a plug here. You know, uh, appreciate it. Um, I mean, come on, thirteen to eight with one of these. I'm just looking down. Sky bet thirteen to eight. Do yourself a favour. Don't back 13 to 8. It's going to be much bigger on the day anyway. Um, Lay I know it's done well in Ireland. Um, there are a number of horses. This 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 field, this bumper, unlike some of the races, bumpers is not going to cut up. No. You know you're going to have more than 12 runners. You're going to have talent in here that you've never seen before or horses that can improve enormously. So appreciate this. Don't um, back it. Lay it and... Uh, There'll be a few. there be a few. Some future good horses come out of this race. That's for sure. But uh, I would definitely um, um, lay it. And I know, I know, Chris, you like one in this race from sort of not your stereotypical National Hunt trainer. Um, which ones that you like, Chris? Uh, Ocean Wind uh, for Roger Till, who could maybe do a champion bumper and then a two thousand guineas win in the same year with Kenzai Warrior. You might remember Kenzai Marcus from our good old days and a tipping podcast we used to do last at the end of last yeah, season. I remember that one. Um, but yeah, uh, Ocean Wind, he was a very good winner at Newbury that day. He bolted up, but the key to him is good ground, and that's the only concern. If it is on the soft side, 
Roger Till has expressed uh, some concern there. He was but really well back that day as well, wasn't he? He was. I, I, I got on him at 11 or 2 and I said to Marcus, I said, I was on the phone to him in the parade room uh, next to Harry Redknapp and I said, you should back this. You should just uh, like Harry on the phone. Yeah, well, Harry had a horse show. in the race. That's actually going to run in this race, but I wouldn't back Harry's horse. He'd probably go and win that, won't it? And be like, yeah, getting set on Bet Victor. But um, it's like it's like having Harry Redknapp here, though, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. And he's waiting for well, I didn't know you on that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Sandra, has it been day today? So yeah, Ocean Wind. Sorry, um, Ocean Wind was a very good winner. He went from eleven to two, and then he went to about seven or two in the blink of an eye. Yeah, and I, had, I got my money. I think, on he, exchange, I think huh? he's the next Godolphin horse, or yeah. he has, he yeah, has Godolphin bread, and he, he's actually still a still a colt, believe it or not, which is a very rare thing for national hunt racing. But I think he's he's going to be a major player if the grounds on the good side. Um, it's interesting, just responding. Uh, he's actually getting a wage allowance as well. Yeah, he will. He's it's a four-year-old. Yeah. So wage allowance. Four, four-year-olds don't have a good record. Four-year-olds don't have a good record in the race. But if if they're good enough, they're old enough, as the old saying goes from the football uh, from the football side of things. But yeah, Ocean Wind, a double-figure price. If it did dry out on the Wednesday, I think he's definitely. I think he'll cut the support will come for him, and he's a good each way price. Best I, price fourteen to one. So how we're going to play this race is we're going to be taking on the short price favourite of Willie Mullins. And Appreciate we're going to be watching it and making notes afterwards because you're going to have three mm. or four future winners of races. Yeah, uh, Cheltenham races in that particular well, race. Last year's last year's was very good. Produced yeah. about four or five subsequent winners yeah. afterwards, and for this year as well, the novice hurdle game, Envoy Allen. Um, Blue Sari, Sempo, yeah. Pine Hill, the Glancing Queen, they all ran in it, so yeah, always a good race. Certainly a race, but that's been great. Obviously, hopefully we can get a couple of winners for the listeners, and we'll have our day three podcast will be coming out after racing. For more episodes, please follow us on Twitter using our handle of In The Saddle Pod, and we're also available on Facebook and Instagram.